1: Job chapter 34. Then Elihu said, "'Hear my words, you wise men. Listen to me, you men of learning. For the ear tests words as the tongue tastes food. Let us discern for ourselves what is right. Let us learn together what is good. Job says, "'I am innocent, but God denies me justice.' Although I am right, I am also considered a liar. Although I am guiltless, his arrow inflicts an incurable wound. Is there anyone like Job who drinks scorn like water? He keeps company with evildoers he associates with the wicked, for he says there is no profit in trying to please God. So listen to me, you men of understanding. Far be it from God to do evil from the almighty to do wrong he repays everyone for what they have done he brings on them what their conduct deserves it is unthinkable that God would do wrong that the almighty would pervert justice who appointed him over the earth who put him in charge of the whole world if it were his intention and he withdrew his spirit and breath All humanity would perish together, and mankind would return to the dust. If you have understanding, hear this. Listen to what I say. Can someone who hates justice govern? Will you condemn the just and mighty one? Is he not the one who says to kings, you are worthless, and to nobles, you are wicked, who shows no partiality to princes and does not favour the rich over the poor? For they are all the work of his hands. They die in an instant in the middle of the night. The people are shaken and they pass away. The mighty are removed without human hand. His eyes are on the ways of mortals. He sees their every step. There is no deep shadow, no utter darkness where evildoers can hide. God has no need to examine people further, that they should come before him for judgment. Without inquiry, he shatters the mighty and sets up others in their place because he takes note of their deeds. He overthrows them in the night and they are crushed. He punishes them for their wickedness where everyone can see them because they turned from following him and had no regard for any of his ways. They caused the cry of the poor to come before him so that he heard the cry of the needy. But if he remains silent, who can condemn him? If he hides his face, who can see him? Yet he is over individual and nation alike. To keep the godless from ruling, from laying snares for the people, suppose someone says to God, I am guilty, but will offend no more. Teach me what I cannot see. If I have done wrong, I will not do so again. Should God then reward you? On your terms, when you refuse to repent, you must decide, not I. So tell me what you know. Men of understanding declare, Wise men who hear me say to me, Job speaks without knowledge, his words lack insight. Oh, that Job might be tested to the utmost for answering like a wicked man. To his sin he adds rebellion. Scornfully, he claps his hands among us and multiplies his words against God. Job chapter 35. Then Elihu said, Do you think this is just? You say, I am in the right, not God. Yet you ask him, What profit is it to me? And what do I gain by not sinning? I would like to reply to you and to your friends with you, Look up at the heavens and see. Gaze at the cloud so high above you. If you sin, how does that affect him? If your sins are many, what does that do to him? If you are righteous, what do you give to him? Or what does he receive from your hand? Your wickedness only affects humans like yourself, and your righteousness only other people. People cry out under a load of oppression They plead for relief from the arm of the powerful. But no one says, Where is God, my Maker, who gives songs in the night, who teaches us more than he teaches the beasts of the earth, and makes us wiser than the birds of the sky? He does not answer when people cry out because of the arrogance of the wicked. Indeed, God does not listen to their empty plea. The Almighty pays no attention to it. How much less, then, will he listen when you say that you do not see him, that your case is before him and you must wait for him, and further, that his anger never punishes and he does not take the least notice of wickedness? So Job opens his mouth with empty talk. Without knowledge, he multiplies words.
0: Romans chapter 4. What then shall we say that Abraham, our forefather, according to the flesh, discovered in this matter? If in fact Abraham was justified by works, he had something to boast about, but not before God. What does scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. Now to the one who works, wages are not credited as a gift, but as an obligation. However, to the one who does not work, but trusts God who justifies the ungodly, their faith is credited as righteousness. David says the same thing when he speaks of the blessedness of the one to whom God credits righteousness apart from works. Blessed are those whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the one whose sin the Lord will never count against them. Is this blessedness only for the circumcised, but also for the uncircumcised? We've been saying that Abraham's faith was credited to him as righteousness. Under what circumstances was it credited? Was it after he was circumcised or before? It was not after, but before. And he received circumcision as a sign, a seal of the righteousness that he had by faith while he was still uncircumcised. So then, he is the father of all who believe, but have not been circumcised, in order that righteousness might be credited to them. And he is also then the father of the circumcised who are not only circumcised but also follow in the footsteps of the faith that our father Abraham had before he was circumcised. It was not through the law that Abraham and his offspring received the promise that he would be the heir of the world but through the righteousness that comes by faith. For if those who depend on the law are heirs faith means nothing and the promise is worthless because the law brings wrath and where there is no law There is no transgression. Therefore, the promise comes by faith, so that it may be by grace and may be guaranteed to all Abraham's offspring, not only to those who are of the law, but also those who have the faith of Abraham. He is the father of us all, as it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. He is our father in the sight of God, in whom he believed, the God who gives life to the dead and calls into being things that were not. Against all hope, it was credited to him as righteousness. The words, it was credited to him, were written not for him alone, but also for us, to whom God will credit righteousness, for us who believe in him who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead. He was delivered over to death for our sins and was raised to life for our justification.
1: For more resources to help you bring the word to life, go to premier.org.uk slash bible.